Welcome to Digital Marketing for Financial Planners, the podcast where you learn which digital marketing strategies are working best for advisors. We interview financial planners who share what is working or not for their practice. Here is your host, Jake Wagner. Hello, and welcome to the 4FP podcast. This is your host, Jake Wagner. And on today's show, we have Dennis Williams, who has some really fun stuff to share with us. He has this company and an app called Cash Map. And these are just, I'm very impressed with what he has to share. So Dennis, welcome to the show. Jake, I, thanks for the opportunity and it's been great meeting you. You too. Yeah, this has been a, a fun conversation leading up to our uh, talk today. So first question I've got for you is just tell me a little bit about uh, you and Cash Map and uh, yeah, how you got to where you are. Yeah, I'm um, again, Dennis Williams, and uh, the name of my company is Cash Map Consulting. And uh, what, we've, what I've done is created a finance app that's available both in Google Play as well as in the, uh, an Apple's App Store, uh, and which I've also created a coaching program around it as well to guide people through the process of, in just really simple terms, learning to use the bank's rules to your benefit to help you achieve what's most important in your life sooner than you thought possible. That's awesome. Can you tell us just a little bit about how you do this? What are you doing differently than other people? I think there's a couple of things. First of all, even working with my own former banker and, and even with finance people, we all know a lot of the banking terms. Like, for example, how the bank charges us interest or how they pay us interest. But nobody really takes us through the process of what the implications are as relates to how we spend our money. So that, that's kind of the first place that I started. And, and then the second item would be that I don't know anybody who, if you say the word budget, everyone just dies for cover and hates the word mm-hmm. because it means that you're raining on my parade and I can't really enjoy life. And so really what Cash Map does, and I created this eight-week coaching tool around it, was to first start people with by asking the question, what are the things that are most important for you to achieve or to be able to look forward to celebrating that'll bring you joy over the next 5, 10, 15 years? That if you aren't able to do it, you will be upset with yourself. Most people have never asked that question or and certainly not given it an answer. And the really cool thing from my experience is working with, with uh, households has been families who previously had been on entirely different pages and they were having money problems. When they answer that question and they get on the same page, all of a sudden there's clarity of where they want to go and it totally transforms the way that they look at money. And in Cash Map, really all that it does, Jake, is it starts by you just capturing how you're currently spending your money. And then it asks you a few questions to ask. And then here's something else that's not available to the public, is it actually gives you the ability to see exactly personalizing what the power of compounding will do to enable you to see where you're going to be over the next 5, 10, 15 years. And you can save it. You can create different scenarios. So you can actually 
before you make a decision, you can actually model it and see what the outcome is before you do it. Cool. And so it becomes very empowering. And now all of a sudden people can ask, well, gee, what if I did this versus what if I did that? What will the effect be? And they can see how much money they'll have and how soon they'll be able to achieve that joyous event that they were looking forward to that before they had no vision of being able to pick up at all. So is this more for consumers or and also how, uh, how have you uh, seen financial planners use your software? Well, I think it, at this particular point, I'm still getting the word out. Mm-hmm. I certainly know a couple of financial planners who I have worked with. The really the beauty of it for them has been that they now have customers who are actually coming to the table wanting them to have more money that they're wanting to put aside. And they're not mm-hmm. having to coach, they're not having to coach the client to do it because now all of a sudden the client is seeing what the effect is done. They've divine, they've kind of created the scenario themselves. And it, it just kind of moves the, the conversation in an entirely different way. And the beauty of it is they never use the word budget. Mm. And instead, they have these series of scenarios that they can actually share saying, you know, if I did this, this is what will happen versus if I do that, this is what will happen. And so you know, it's a big step in, in being able to feel confident that you can achieve what you want. And now the conversation with financial planner is really going to be around the issue of, well, here's my risk tolerance. This, mm-hmm. what, what should I be looking at for a return on my money? And the bigger questions too of like, I mean, so if they're taking the ownership of their budgeting and looking at the scenarios of how they can save and spend in their daily lives to make the life that they want for themselves, then when they walk into the financial planner's office and you know you have projection software that's really specific to the planner, that absolutely incorporates and encompasses more of the total in the long-term financial picture. But the, the budgeting and cash flow is what's going on today. And maximizing and leveraging where someone is today is also going to make it so that they have that in the future. As well as some of the tools that you've talked to me about, it sounds like someone's going to be able to have more savings actually available to the planner for them to work with, invest, or use as appropriate. Well, that's exactly right. And, and just to come back, you, you noticed again, I didn't use the word budget. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I didn't use the word budget, because now, when we go through a process that I call these are my dreams, that most people never ask and they never answer, once they have those and they prioritize it and they know kind of what it's going to cost to get there, now with that, they come back and look at kind of how they're currently spending their money and they can answer the next question. This item that I'm spending now, is it is important to me that I'd be willing to postpone this event of joy that I really, really want. Yeah, and the so, long term reward versus short term gain. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I call it bringing your dreams into your present. Because now, if you decide that you don't want to do that, you're not telling yourself no. You're actually telling yourself yes to be able to achieve that item that you identified that was really most important to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, by walking through that process, it becomes very empowering. And the beauty of it is, is that, again, I didn't use the word budget. 
You're nicely staying away from the dirty words. And that's something actually I'd like to explore a little bit too. You know, it sounds like you're doing a reframing and uh, rebranding almost on, yeah, budget is a little bit of a dirty word. And so talking about it in perspective of dreams and hopes and goals, it really opens up the opportunity to, for the, it reframes the conversation. And, um, and it also seems like you're putting a lot of ownership of person, daily personal finance needs into the hands of the client, which that's very cool. Yeah. And, and so when I designed Cash Map, I wasn't interested in turning it into a budgeting app. And the reason why, there are so many budgeting apps and they're excellent applications. And they're from firms that have really deep pockets. My goal wasn't to try to compete with them. So, so, so notice where I started. Mm-hmm. Just capture what you're doing right now. No guilt. Just if that's what you're doing and you like where you are, then just capture that. Not what you think somebody has told you you should be doing or, or a partner has told you you should be doing and you're in a, in a conflict over wanting to change it. Just start where you are. Whether you like where you are or not, just start with that. See what the impact is on being able to, again, do what you really what really look forward and love to do. And then when you see that, then you can say, oh, well, what if I was to boost my income by $500 a month? Or what if I boosted my income by $500 a month? But, you know, there's, there are these other things here that, yeah, I like to do them, but no, when I think about it, it's really not that important to me. Well, now the user is driving that conversation. Mm-hmm. And because you're clear over where you want to be, it becomes a very natural transition. And that's, that's what's really cool to watch when you, when you actually begin to see individuals come to the same page where one partner might be a spender and the other one is a saver. And the mm-hmm. saver... They don't have any idea where they want to go. And so, you know, the, the, the spender is saying, boy, if you leave it to me, we're going to end up, you're going to end up dying. You're going to have all this cash. We have cash under mattresses and you never enjoyed it. And it, it solves all those issues just by being able to walk through that process collectively together. So that now when you sit down month by month and look at where you are, now it's, it's, a, it's a moment to get excited. It's something to be anticipated. It's now sustainable. And now you just got this little tool that's giving you vision that otherwise you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So what have been some of the challenges that you've seen people run into as they're getting used to the software? Or how, with the process, however it works. Yeah. Well, I think, the, I think one of the biggest things that I did run into was, number one has been people just generally have some apprehension about their ability to manage their money. They don't, they see the financial system as being very complex. And so the idea of making a change, they're not comfortable with doing. And because of that, they are looking at for someone to help guide them through the process so that they, because they're concerned they, they might screw it up. And so that's really why I created the eight-week coaching program, enabling people to just kind of walk it through it step by step so that there's a sense of comfort and insight that otherwise they'd never been given before. And, and, the, and the goal in mind with the coaching program is literally at the end, they're going to feel comfortable that they now have a new life skill that they never had before. 
So tell me more about this coaching program. What do people learn? And also, does it cost anything? All that kind of stuff. Sure. The, um, what people learn in the, in the coaching program is, is I, can, I can boil it down into, into three primary phases of the program. Phase one is what I call create. Phase two is discover. And then phase three is to apply. And so when we start with the creating, that's where we spend our time focusing on exploring their dreams, being able to help be specific what they're looking for, what the cost potentially would be, creating that just starting with just one month of spending, never mind a year's budget. I kind of learned one of the problems I learned early on is for most people to create an annual budget, that's just overwhelming. But I've created a tool in which they can walk it through week by week and capture just one month spending and start with that and then move forward. So that's what I call the create and the discover is you're hearing, you're hearing a rooster in the background because I'm in Hawaii in which roosters are what we call jungle fowl and they're everywhere. But the uh, discover is enabling someone to learn some of the key skills so that they're comfortable talking with their banker. Discover includes being able to now, once you have your baseline spending, to discover if you make changes, what the effect is of what those changes will be over time. So you can then create and save multiple scenarios using the cash map application that I created to then decide which one you want to end up putting into practice. That you can compare and contrast the different uh, financial reality, financial futures? Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly what it does. And, and then the third one is apply, is that we provide tools enabling you to clearly see month by month what their solution is going to look like before they ever do it. So again, that sense of, oh, what if I do it wrong? What if I screw it up? We just eliminate all of that so that the person actually has a sense at the end of the, of the uh, eight-week period that, wow, this is actually really easy. Cool. And what, are some of, what are some of the dreams that you, you've talked about, the dreams that people are realizing? What are some of the success stories that you've seen so far? There's one that's really, um, I can think of a couple that are really funny. One is a, uh, a, colleague of, a colleague who is a consultant for small businesses. And so starting and launching his business, he, he ended up incurring some debt to finance the company. And, and he was using the snowball method. And by coming on board and going through the coaching program, he actually found uh, an alternative to be able to accelerate getting rid of that debt sooner. Frankly, he he refinanced his home. So nothing big, but it was something that hadn't been pointed out to him. The snowball debt was at 24%. And so by him refinancing his mortgage, he was able to do that at, I believe it was at 3%. And with that, and the subsequent change in improvement in his cash flow and stopping that high interest clock that was, that was, that was building, He's looking at being able to pay off $189,000 in debt in about four years. 
Can you tell us more about how he made that happen? Does that mean that he's eating crackers and living on the living with a family of eight or something or what? He's he's doing this without changing his spending at all. And and how that's possible, this comes back to the beginning comment that I made at the beginning of our discussion. And that was he also took out a small line of credit. And one of the things that most of us do that's never occurred to us is we leave our money sitting in a checking account doing nothing while we wait to pay our bills. When our money sits in a checking account, at best, we're getting 0.1% if we're lucky. But what we teach at CashMap is taking a small line of credit. And I say small. I mean, no more than they need no more than one and a half times the income that they deposit. So if somebody is depositing eight grand in income every year, I mean, every month, the line of credit only needs to be about $12,000. And we'll take a small draw from that line of credit, toss it at that debt they want to get rid of, and use the bank's rules to create an extremely low interest rate lower than what the bank would ever offer. And because now I'm paying less interest month after month, it accelerates my ability to pay off the debt and save significant uh, time in paying something off. And of course, paying something off earlier means I'm saving on the interest. Exactly. And, and And by doing that, I haven't changed their spending unless they want to change their spending. So that's the other item. But all we're really doing is putting your income to work and using the rule, the bank's rules to your benefit, if you understand how they work. And it's pretty painless. It's just a change in process, really, is all it is. And it's low risk. You can unwind what you're doing at any time. If the bank was to decide to, because the, because the line of credit is so small, it, by and large, it just kind of goes right under the bank's radar. So it minimizes any risk of them freezing it. And even if they do, it's so small. So you're, you're not risking a lot. And at the same time, we encourage people to continue a savings program so that they're only using this small line of credit for creating wealth. And if something unexpected comes up, they've got the cash to take care of it. So how does this work, this whole like line of credit thing? And, you know, our audience definitely is aware of all the instruments you're talking about, but just, you know, connecting the dots on how we end up with these sorts, how you can have $12,000 line of credit, clear out $180,000 of debt, like you're saying a minute ago. Well, I mean, for every individual, it's going to be different, but I, I will, I will say this, let me just kind of slip into a, a, a simple illustration to help maybe your users understand. If we were to start with, and I think you and I have talked about this example before, if you could find a bank to pay you 20% interest, Jake, what would you do? Please. (laughs) Where do I sign and how much do you want? How much can I put in for that? That's a good interest rate. Yeah. Is it? Well, it doesn't exist, but if it did, if, if it did, here's what you would do. Number one, you understand that the bank pays you interest based on the average daily balance. So if you know somebody's going to pay you based on the average daily balance, the higher the average is for the month, 
the more the bank is going to pay you, right? And this is what happens inside of the line of credit? Well, in when the reason why I'm using this example of, yes, it is, to answer your question. If it's, if it's when the bank is paying us, they pay us based on the average daily balance. So you want to keep it as high as possible. And so to do that, you put your money in as, an early, as early in the month as you could, right? To keep the balance high. Okay. And then you would reschedule paying all your bills to the last day of that period that the bank uses to calculate what they're going to pay you. Because you want to okay. keep the average as high as you can. Now, the beauty of it is it works exactly the same way in a line of credit, but in reverse. If I do the same thing, now my goal is to write to minimize the average daily balance. So what does that mean? Now I'm, I'm taking money from a line of credit. I'm tossing it at whatever debt I want to get rid of. And instead of just leaving it sitting there, which is what most people do, most people, if they take a line of credit and they're using it for a renovation or, and, and here's your tip for your viewers for, you know, right now for them to put to work, they take the money out. It sits there all month long and they wait for the bank to bill them, right? Okay. Well, instead, instead of letting, letting that balance sit there high, take your income Put it into that line of credit. Lower the balance. Okay, and then and, and then you're starting to be on the right side of the interest rate, right? Exactly, because now I've lowered the balance, and if I go to the next step, the reschedule paying my bills to the end of the billing period, it keeps the balance low, and now all of a sudden, I'm not paying much interest. And when I need to pay my bills, then I just take the money, put it back in my checking account, and pay my bills. Hmm. And now I've kept my money working for me all month long. It's a small little shift, but timing is huge. Well, it's about being on the winning side of the interest rate, right? I mean, a part of what you're talking about here is one, mitigating those 24, 25% interest rate, 15%, whatever credit cards, so that you're not paying the interest over there. And then you are building wealth with interest within the, through the line of credit. If I'm understanding you. Yeah. Right. No, exactly right. That's exactly right. So the line of credit allows you to use simple interest to your benefit and you're avoiding compounding interest that you would be having on a credit card. That sounds pretty great. How does someone, you know, like, yeah, how does someone like, is, are they going to just get this out of the cash map experience or how do you encourage someone to start into this technique, into the strategy? Well, you can, a uh, couple of things. I've, um, you can visit my website at cashmapapp.com. Every couple of weeks, I actually do an hour-long seminar around the concept that's free. So you can sign up to learn more there. Okay. I also have a YouTube channel that I've created uh, called Cash Map App, where I've recorded a bunch of YouTube videos around the concept. Mm -hmm. And then before... If you'd like the coaching, then we set up a time to talk to make sure that it's a good fit for you. In other words, I, I have no interest in finding somebody in a coaching program that it's not a good fit. They need to feel comfortable with the concept of what I'm teaching. They need to feel comfortable that what they're going to have at the end of this eight-week class 
And, and by the way, along with the coaching, it's, I provide lifetime ongoing questions and answers in which people can end up calling in and just checking in for an update as far as what they're learning and questions that they might not be sure about. So it's not one of those things that you go through the class and then you're done. And I don't hear, you don't hear from me again. So the idea is to continually coach, build a skill, have the confidence, see how easy it is, and then be able to visualize just the life transforming experience of being able to um, achieve what's most important to you sooner than you thought possible. Okay. So how about when a financial planner who's listening to this episode right here is thinking as they're listening to us talk about this one client or these three clients, whatever it is, who could really use your services. What's the, how would you like them to uh, start to into the process of working on their cash flow with you? Important now to folks that if Dennis is helping your clients with it, then that's also taking some of that weight off your shoulders. It's any specific to, you know, cash flow and, and uh, yeah, this cash planning stuff. So uh, there's some pretty cool opportunities right there. No, exactly right. And so there's a wide degree of flexibility that I offer. If the financial planner is, and I've had some financial planners tell me, well, you're doing what I do. And so I'm, I'm very free with the information and what I'm doing. And so if they certainly want to replicate what I'm doing, then certainly just, you know, we, give me a buzz and let's talk. Uh, on the other side, I've had that financial planner saying, yeah, I've, I've got some challenging customers and I'd be willing to refer them to you. And in those scenarios, I also have an affiliate program with that, with that financial planner as well. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is to be client focused and create win-wins because the more we do this and people move forward, it's a win for everybody. Yeah. And financial yeah. education is such a problem that, is, that needs to be met. I don't feel threatened in any way, shape, or form. Well, and I say that I don't think you guys are really in competition either because with the planners that I talk to, it's planning for decades, the rest of your life, planning for retirement, planning for large purchases, kids' college education, providing for yourself. And what you're talking about, Dennis, is about today. And a planner is focusing on the future. And frankly, like you've shown me the app and folks, we're going to have links to everything in the description. So make sure to check that out. And download the app and uh, check out his YouTube channel, all that kind of fun stuff. And in this situation that you're helping someone decide, one, understand where they are, which is crucial. And then it's helping them uh, choose where they want to be. And when when a client brings that information back to a planner, all of a sudden you go, oh, this is how I want to use my Money Guide Pro reports or tools. That there's, that there's a way that you can take the information from this work and then just double down and bring that back to your longer-term conversation and you'll just be more accurate as a result. Now you're going where they want to go. You're spot on, Jake. That's exactly right. I, mm-hmm. I see this as a, just a real complementary relationship that enhances the role of the financial planner. So do you have an affiliate thing for them or how do you want on a B2B level how do you want to be interacting with the registered investment advisory firm or a financial planner, however they're regulated? At this point, what I end up doing is I, uh, the affiliate program enables me to, I pay them 25% of the coaching revenue that I pick up. Okay. And is it super expensive or, you know, what's that look like? Uh, the coaching program is uh, $2,000. Okay. That's pretty reasonable. So, 
So I, yeah. I think it's really reasonable for the savings that the uh, individual is going to be, be getting. Okay. And is that the same? So there's the coaching program and there's an app. Or is the app free? And is it, you know, I think is it only available on iPhone right now as well? Just button, reviewing those, uh, its availability. It's available on Google Play as well as on oh. the Apple App Store. The monthly cost is $15.99. And, you know, I've got a quarterly, semi-annual, annual, and then a, a lifetime purchase that right now is $249.99, which I will be increasing. Actually, I will be increasing that to uh, closer to $400 because it's one of these items that they're going to, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. But mm-hmm. yeah, you buy it once and they have it. And uh, and if somebody goes to the coaching program, I give them as a part of the coaching cost, it's, they get three months of access for, for free. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty full access to you and what everyone, what you're hearing on this podcast. And just a little bit of what Dennis has learned and what he's uh, talked to me about. And that when someone jumps into that coaching program, that they're going to get a whole lot more. And I have no relationship with him on this affiliate situation or anything. I just think that he has a great product that I want you to know about and I want your clients to know about. I appreciate the, again, the opportunity and, and, and the support, Jake. Yeah, absolutely. And when I don't see it in a direct place exactly where this is going to relate to financial planner marketing, but I do see that actually is this is a part of uh, the whole life cycle that a part of what's going on, like as we talk about marketing, that's about client acquisition, but a part of, especially you guys know this, a part of the financial planning acquisition, client acquisition process is through referrals. And so by providing this excellent sort of service to your clients, they're going to tell their friends and they're going to also see the differences that are being made in their lives. I'm pretty amazed with some of the numbers that Dennis has been talking about here. Dennis, could you talk about we'll you another example of the how much debt can be paid off to with a, a small line of credit. So you talked to me about some pretty amazing small numbers that have really like this is achievable for your clients, even if they're not ultra high net worth. As a general, it's not unusual for me to see somebody being able, if you're talking about a mortgage, to be able to have it paid off in half the time. That's not unusual at all for me to see that. I just just finished a client case just now that ran their rough scenario. They just refinanced and they were going to be able to have theirs paid off in 12 years. Cool. So it's not. And of course, again, what I always get is reaction. As soon as somebody sees that, all of a sudden they start asking questions. Well, what more can I do to get it down faster? Well, you did just save them like at least a hundred thousand dollars or something, probably. I mean, with you just went from, you're keeping the interest rate in the same range as a 30 year mortgage. And you're paying it off in the same timing as a 15-year without paying the, the higher interest rates and some of the other parts are involved. So it's a lot of savings that's being left on the table here. And the other part that I'm really seeing about is this isn't like black magic or weird or anything. Really, what you're doing is you're just, it's about timing. It's about the first, last payment stuff that we all know about. And it's about keeping the line of credit so that that way you're always on the winning side of the interest rate. And it's not terribly complicated. It's just that this is a strategy that we haven't really seen implemented yet. And I've talked with some planners about this before uh, having this interview and everyone's that's pretty cool. This is, some, this is an amazing result that Dennis has been able to make here. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to share it with. 
Yeah, it's my goal was my goal was for it to be simple. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the biggest challenge I have, Jake, actually. The biggest challenge I have is that because we know the existing system, when we move to this mindset, we're still trying to reconcile the two and you really can't. And so I had a buddy of mine, he's up in Canada and and he would tell me, oh, this sounds really complicated. So I said, hey, let me let me try to explain this to your 10 and 12 year old. And he started laughing at me and said, sure, okay. So I explained it to his 10 and 12 year old and the 10 year old turned to his dad and said, dad, this is really easy. Why don't you listen to Uncle Dennis? <laughs> they, they weren't familiar with the existing system. So when I was teaching it to them, the steps seemed pretty straightforward. And so it wasn't like they were having to reconcile anything. Well, and the kids don't have the same money autobiography. They're still writing theirs. And you're also passing one of the highest litmus tests that we've got out there. If you can explain a concept to a kid and they get it, then you're really being clear. And if the adults aren't getting it, that means that we need to break some of our assumptions and introspect, use some critical thinking and understand what's really available here. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So I would argue that, yes, I set I set this bar of making it simple for kids, but the reality is, is that we're trying to reconcile what we know with this new piece. And that becomes a challenge for me to be able to kind of break that down so that they're letting go of those other approaches that they thought were givens Mm -hmm. that they're not. There's a lot of indoctrination with just the fiat money system. Like we have our way. We think that it's always going to be like this and it's always been like this. And the truth of it is, is that innovations like what Dennis is talking about and how we deal with money as a whole changes. I mean, we left the gold standard in 1973, but it's really, it's changed on a regular basis over time. And even over the course of my lifetime, how now we have people able to invest from their cell phone. And we have people being a lot more aware of what the stock market is, what financial literacy, financial awareness, all of these things are, what a financial planner is and the role that you play in their lives and why they need you. And so, yeah, I mean, question, you know, think critically, but also be open to what might be coming down the line next. Um, Because, yeah, yeah. One of the things with money, we can play by different rules. That's a part of the deal with it. And this is a pretty cool way to do that. Exactly. So with that, Dennis, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. This has been an incredible conversation. Folks who are listening, I hope you've really gotten a lot out of this episode. And please make sure to comment, subscribe, and share. Please share this episode with some colleagues that you think might want to know about this or um, possibly with clients if that's appropriate. And with that, I'd like to say thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode of Digital Marketing for FP. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, Jake.